0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness, the podcast that focuses on sports cards, collectibles, the hobby, and everything else in between. And now brought to you by Fanatics Live. We had an amazing guest on this week, Scott Smith. He's also known as the Sports Illustrated King. And he told us a lot of great stories about some of the celebrities he's chased, everything from trying to give mj ten thousand dollars in cash to sign some magazines to hanging out with others and uh, it it was pretty wild i think you guys will like it uh before we dive in just wanted to ask a favor if you do like this podcast please take a few seconds to subscribe or follow on spotify or apple podcasts and uh, even give us a five-star review if you like it this is super helpful for us and helps keep the pod going. So thanks, everyone. Let's dive in. Now
1: oh, there's a sale by Merck on the DJ right
0: Kick is on the way, and it
1: is good! It's good!
0: One
1: second
0: left in the game. Over. Can you believe it? they yes. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness. I am here with LZ, and... We also have a special guest, Scott Smith here, a.k.a. Sports Illustrated King. Scott, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me and appreciate the invite.
0: Excellent. Um, Scott, LZ and I are sort of, I don't know, flabbergasted at what you do. It's just like, it's amazing. But I was wondering if you could just tell the audience a little bit about what you do and what makes you the Sports Illustrated King.
2: Well, it's a uh, it's it's a long story. I'll keep a I'll give you a short version. But um, I've been collecting autographs on Sports Illustrated magazines for 41 years since about 1982. Uh, my grandmother had given me a subscription in 1973, and like any pack rat, like you would save cards or you know bottle caps or marbles, I just stashed all my magazines in my closet and had 10 years worth of them just piling up. You know, five six hundred magazines and. Uh, one day I decided to to go to the Edmonton Oilers hotel and when they' were in town to play the Devils and hooked up with the team and Wayne Gretzky and got one signed and it's all been uphill and kind of downhill since then. just uh, got about 20' probably had over 20,000 signed back to 1954 and I'm still continuing to you know go out and run around and, and get autographs. Not daily anymore, but you know, weekly or monthly, and participate in shows and just chase down people wherever I can
0: in, in New York and New Jersey. That's wild. It's <laughs> it twenty
1: thousand. Twenty thousand. Yeah.
0: Wow. Now is that yeah. is that twenty thousand that you have kept personally, or have you kind of like, you know, unloaded some over the years, and you're left with yeah. like twenty thousand at your PC?
2: I have uh, the personal collection from 1954 until today. Let's just call it, you know, 3,600 different issues from 54 until today, of which I have about 3,450 signed, about 95% of the history of the magazine signed. On those 3,600 covers, there might be about 5,500 autographs. There are many covers with multiple cover subjects, you know, maybe... 20 of the Detroit Red Wings when they won the Stanley Cup or 20 uh, USA softball players when they were on a cover or, or like the soccer players, the, the girls soccer or maybe 20 or 22 players on that cover. So there's about 5,500 autographs on about 36, 3,400 covers that I have uh, still about 100 or so that I uh, I may never get some guys that are dead and you know still 15 or 16 of 51 Jordans that I don't have. I'm behind about 20 or 25 covers on LeBron behind about 20 on tiger, just guys that just don't sign. Right. But then I do have uh, probably another 14 or 15,000 extras in stock on a website, my Amazon store. I've probably sold seven or 8,000 issues over, over 30 years or so. So, Right now it's, it's probably somewhere around 20,000 I have.
1: Thank you for sharing that. That's um, sure. well, first, first off, I think it's, it's a real blessing that you're now at a stage in your life where you get to do your passion. And and, Absolutely. and, and, you know, that's, I think that's what everybody hopes for and wishes for is you do get to a point in your life where your passion can kind of become your career and can support you a bit. So kudos yeah, it's, to you. It's, yeah. like
2: I said, I don't consider it work. So it's yeah. uh that's a it beautiful is, thing. It is a passion. It'll always be that way, and mm. it, it's really not work, even though there's a lot of work involved. But uh, I don't consider it work, so it's a lot of
1: fun. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you had mentioned I, I, because I wanted to dive get get into this with you. Um, you'd mentioned like some detective work that you have yep. to do. Can you walk through with us how you get prepared? To find one of these celebrities, whether it's an athlete or a musician or a model, um, you're, it really runs the gamut with you. And the reason why I ask is because we, me and Nick follow you on different social media platforms. And, you know, it's always interesting, right? You're like, you're right there in the street when that celebrity comes out of whatever building they're at and you're ready to go. And I'm thinking in my head, like, it's got to be a lot of prep work. Like, how did Scott know <laughs> that that person's going to get out of their limo right there? So can you walk through with us kind of how that looks, your detective work and whatnot?
2: Yeah, it's like, um, I'll give you two recent ones. You know, one is that, you know, Instagram, Facebook, following these personalities, uh, seeing patterns, uh, they give out most of the information in the first place. So it's just a matter of monitoring, um, let's say Heidi Klum and Megan Fox Two, You know, it, it's not hard to to figure out You know, when you look at the Brooklyn Nets schedule, the New York Knicks schedule, you know what teams are in. With a little bit of work, you find the team hotel. They might have a nine o'clock morning shoot. They might leave for the game at four o'clock. Get to the hotel at eight, get to the hotel at three, and they come out within an hour or two. That's not hard. Uh, For Heidi Klum, she has done a Halloween party here in New York City for 10 or 12 straight years. Once you find the venue just a matter of putting in the time in this case y- you might get you know the 10 cent uh, the 10 second success video what you don't know is that i was there for 11 hours yeah. i got there at six o'clock in the afternoon and i didn't see her until 4 30 in the morning wow you don't know that but you mm. see the success video at the end unfortunately yeah, it all looks so easy <laughs> yeah, so it easy, does look Scott. easy but that was a <laughs> a brutal brutal chase if you will or you Mm. know it was a brutal you couldn't get her on the way in there was so much paparazzi there was so much security it was impossible on the way out 4 30 in the morning there was no one left and it was fairly easy but megan fox on the other hand she announced on instagram that she had a like a, a book party at a club in new york city you click on the thing you buy your tickets i don't buy the tickets but you know the doors opened at 7 it started at 8 it ended at 9 get there at 7:30 she goes in she took some pictures on the way in at 9:15 she came out she promised on the way in that she'd sign on the way out so i was there for an hour and a half and got five things done so you know they gave me the information about the book party it was just a matter of getting there putting in an hour and a half two hours of time and you know, I've got crazy Sports Illustrated collectors that need to have everything like I do. And because none of them have the time or the energy or the skills to go out, one guy lives in Houston, one guy's an attorney in California, one guy lives in St. Louis, they're not going to go find Megan Fox. So something like that, if I sell it for $500 a piece, it's no big deal to them. They'll pay it mm-hmm. in a second that's on the high end of things because she's a a hollywood you know model and very hard to come by and when she's with machine gun kelly she's impossible but you know other autographs i might get 30 40 50 100 for just depends on who it is and, and how much time is involved
1: so let let's let's bring up you know my example right i i reached out to you and and and, and asked you if you could help me get Charles Barkley, like you are mm-hmm. offering a service and I'm like, Oh, Charles Barkley's a tough one. I, I, he, I doesn't do signings. Um, right. You know, his cards are expensive on eBay. Yeah. I could, I could fork over, but I didn't really want to have to fork over that much. Cause I already had the raw card. So I reached out to you and, and yeah, you went and you went and chased it down for me. Um, And I know, I think your first attempt was maybe at, was it a, was it that Lake Tahoe event, the golf tournament? Was that kind of the first the first one? And yeah, then he, I, um, yeah, he's, he's yeah, what done was that what, for
2: uh, yeah. I'm sorry, God
1: No, I was just gonna say, could you just you know, go through kind of how you how you went about that one? Cause even how you ended up finding him, I thought was interesting.
2: He he's played golf out at this Lake Tahoe charity event for you know the 14 years that I've been going out there, and most of those years he gladly signs on the golf course and he'll sign whatever you put in front of him. It's not easy to sneak in the memorabilia because you're not allowed to bring memorabilia in the course, but you know, to put cards in your pockets or eight by tens or magazine covers, stick them in an envelope, shove them down your back. You can get away with it until you get caught and kicked off the course, but you've (laughs) got to be smarter than the security and the cops. But um, for the past few years, he has refused to sign uh, on the golf course there. So, Uh, he does TV shows from Atlanta down at TNT. He does uh, closer to me. He does, um, March Madness in New York city once a year. I know where he stays when he comes in. I know where he flies in and flies out. So it's a matter of either going to the TV studio or going to the hotel or going to a local bar that I know he goes to every single night. It's just, again, a matter of time, putting in the time. And if you've got the time at midnight to 3 or 4 in the morning, uh, eventually you're going to see the guy, whether it's after the show or after he gets done drinking. Um, It's why it's very costly to get him. He'll only sign one. And Mm -hmm. for me to take two, three, four hours at 1 o'clock in the morning – It's a little bit more of an expensive. He's a hall of famer. He barely signs. uh, You know, when you see him, he never signs on a golf course or at least this one golf course that I go to. He's a pretty friendly dude when you see him elsewhere. But it's a lot of time involved to get one autograph.
1: Yeah, it is. So it's... uh, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for helping me with that one. Sure, sure.
0: Scott, this is so crazy to me. Like, what's eye-opening is that you're like hey this is like share this information you know like the celebrities don't realize what they're sharing on Instagram it's like hey i'm ch- i'm going to this city i'm going to this book club i'm going to whatever all you have to do is follow them if they're not private and it's like well there they are and uh, i mean that's just ah that's crazy i never thought of I it don't, i don't
2: yeah i don't think i don't think they think of it that way i don't think that they think that i'm using that information to go meet them um most people aren't, but for autograph collectors, it's it's a great help.
0: Wild, yeah, so, you
1: you definitely have another job, like working for like the CIA and like the intelligence department, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> I know I, you do. I don't believe this uh, <laughs> side semi-retired thing whatsoever.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, and again, that, yeah, that's why it's it's like uh, it it is like detective work. I, I've 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 spent like thirty years trying to find like two children in China who were on a cover in 1988 Um, and eventually it it took me 30 years, but I finally found them and identified them, but I I would have made a really good detective or, you know, if I ever went into hotel security, I would spot someone like me in a second, you know, so I'd be able to, I'd be good. Like, you know, secret service or something like that. I'd I'd be pretty good at that. That's that's (laughs) so
0: funny. So, Scott, one of the, um, I think I saw this, some video you posted a whi- a, wh- a ways back. You had uh-huh. a story about Michael Jordan. So a lot of our listeners are basketball card collectors and vintage card collectors, and Jordan's obviously a big one. I but, heard, I don't know if this is correct, that you offered him like $10,000 and he said no. Can you, can you tell me that story?
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, back in the... Early '90s, he had the Michael Jordan Celebrity Golf Classic down in uh, the Bahamas, down near the Atlantis Hotel in the Bahamas. Not too many collectors, I assume, were savvy enough to have passports and travel down there. But um, I used to go every year for three or four years, and I would just, I would murder it down there with Jordan, Dr. J, Jeter, Foolholz, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Sabathia. I mean huge names i would i would get you know a thousand things signed in four days i would just murder these guys and there were no collectors like real pro collectors down there it was all like neighborhood bahamian kids and you know sponsors and no one really getting autographs there were maybe maybe a small handful i remember one of my buddies from georgia would go down and maybe a couple others you know and then some locals would have jordan jerseys or you know, people vacationing would, would walk around the course and enjoy, have fun. But I would crack Jordan pretty good down there. and um, He's known me since 1982. The first time I ever got him was when his first cover came out with Sam and So he's on 51 different covers. I have 35 of them signed. So I would see him in New York. I would see him in New Jersey. I would see him pretty much anytime he came through New York with the Bulls. So I don't want to say I've gotten to know him, but he's kind of gotten to know me from seeing me so many times, always signed, you know, his first few years, he was always pretty gracious. Uh, Even when he played in that Lake Tahoe golf tournament, he would see me say hello and and then kind of say, you know, you've gotten enough. And that's what happened in in Tahoe. I'm down to needing about 16 covers signed and I'm on an outside hole along the ocean. There's no one in sight except for me, Jordan, and Spike Lee, who he's playing with. So I brought 10 grand in cash with me. Um, I figured I'd give him that to sign 16 things. 10 grand is obviously, it's nothing to him. It's one poker chip, but it's a charity event. So I figured it was the gesture that would hopefully help me take 10 grand, sign 16 things. Take you about a minute worth of your time. You could personalize and do whatever you want. I was, you know, pitching him and telling him, and from me, well, I'll, I'll go to that in a second. Uh, he took the ten thousand out of my hands. You know, put his arm around me. He said, "I appreciate it, but you've got enough." Hmm. So he's known me for so long that he thinks I have enough. When I worked out on Wall Street, I had one of the greatest bosses who would teach us how to overcome objections. So I, I can always talk. I can always kind of work my way into trying to get what I need done. So when he said, you've got enough, I kind of looked at him. I looked at Spike Lee. I was like, like you had three rings. Why'd you need four? Didn't you have enough?
1: Oh, that's great. And he
2: looks at me. He's like. He starts to smile. I was like, you didn't need five rings, did you? Didn't you have enough? And he starts laughing. Spike Lee starts laughing. I hit him with another one. I was like, you got $100 million in the bank. Did you really need 200000000 million? Didn't you have enough? And he stops and looks at me. I was like, you understand me, Mike? <laughs> I was like, personalize them. I don't want to sell these. I need them from my collection. Mm-hmm. And now Spike Lee is just rolling on the floor. He's like... I know you've got a great collection, but you've got enough. He just reiterated it one more time. He's like, but I'll, I'll take this money and it'll be go to good use. So I snatched it back out of his hand. And it's like, no, you won't, you know, 10 grand's a lot of money to me. So I took my money back and we parted ways. And that's like the last time I really had a a nice little talk with him. I've seen him since in Tahoe and kind of hid and, stuck my hand out in between other people and I've gotten a few done over the years, but I'm still about 16 behind on him, which I probably won't, won't ever get done.
0: Mm. Wow. We, yeah, Scott, that's, that is an amazing story.
1: Um, Just the fact that Spike (laughs) Spike Lee is enjoying it as a bystander. That's an, that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that one. I think I'll, I'll be thinking, I'll be thinking about that one for a while. I definitely will. Um, (laughs) What, what are, what are some celebrities or athletes that stick out in your mind as just have always been nice and cordial and and easy to approach? And then if you care to share, is there any that on the other spectrum that are just crotchety, very difficult to deal with? Just curious on both spectrums, if you want to share.
2: Um. it's kind of kind of it's a it's a huge spectrum you know mm-hmm. like um i'm trying to think of like guys i've even just thrown in my car like giving them rides like a pk suban who's not an easy autograph but a guy that uh came through town once explained a little bit about my collection and he, he gave me his cell phone number he's like if you're ever up in montreal give me a call he was just so cool signed my stuff and then a couple of years later he's playing in nashville comes in and remembers me he signs a couple more things. And I was like, you know what? I- I'm here. You're the only guy I'm here for. If you need a ride, let me know. He's like, I do need a ride. He's like, I got to go to New York. Lindsay Vaughn it was his girlfriend and fiance at the time. He's like, let's go. And so we went shopping for a little while, took him out. And uh, he went to a Red Bull event where Lindsay Vaughn was and I had all this in the back of my car. And he's like, don't go anywhere. You know, like kind of jokingly. But, um, you know, within 10 minutes, he comes back out and he must have told the story of how he knows me and who was driving him to Lindsay. And Lindsay, you know, was was just so taken back how nice of a gesture it was for me. She sent him back out to go get me, he said to go park the car and come inside. She wanted me to have some fun with the two of them. So you, know, you always have guys like that. I've taken Adrian Peterson out looking for chewing tobacco, like the guy's just... For a big star, he's always been super, super nice. Um, there's probably 50 or 60 more super humble, super nice guys. I could, you know, house calls all over the country of retired people that will just invite you in for dinner. You know, they're so nice. Um, other end, you know, guys that have always been kind of nastier, the Bo Jacksons, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbars, and um, guys that are just... You know, nowadays, like like a guy like Bryce Harper, I remember he's such a miserable, miserable sob. I remember one night um, I was at the Phillies hotel in New York after a game around midnight, and uh, you guys know who Pat Neshek is.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Okay. He, he's he was on the Phillies. He's a collector himself, a big time collector, mostly cards. Oh. Um, he he's got probably millions of dollars worth of cards graded ungraded uh, he's the type of guy that if you send him some autographed cards you know he's an autograph collector himself as a kid and still potentially he might go you know during the off season he might go up to his home in minnesota and go to a hockey hotel and go wait outside and collect autographs on his cards he's just a really good dude and i had gotten to wow. know his college roommate really really well his college roommate is my buddy Paul. Uh, they went to Butler together. Um, Paul's been a collector for years, and through him, I met Pat. So, Pat and I would stay in touch a little bit over the years. And uh, a couple of years ago, there's a, a Phillies Sports Illustrated cover with Ray Amolto, uh, Aaron Nola, uh, Reese Hopkins, and, uh, uh, and Bryce on the cover. I had the three of the others signed. I didn't have Bryce. So it's midnight one night. I'm at the Phillies Hotel in New York. The first guy off the bus is Pat Neshek. And he comes right over to me. We're hanging out in the lobby. There's no one in the lobby at midnight. He's like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you need the new cover sign. So Nishik knows what I'm there for. He knows I'm a collector. and He knows we need Harper. So the two of us are standing there. Bryce Harper comes off the bus, walks near us. So it's me and Nishik. I'm standing next to him. I'm like, Bryce, you got a second? And he just yells, "No!" as loud as you can, where it sounded like an echo in the Grand Canyon. It was just such an obnoxious piece of garbage. "No!" And Nishik just laughed. He's like, "That's Bryce. Like he knows mm-hmm. he's a bit of a four-letter word." You know, I don't want to. I don't want to curse on this thing, but mm-hmm. you know, he's just such a miserable sob that's guys like that that uh just gotta pay I, I can't i don't have the time to waste by spending two hours driving back and forth in new york fifty dollars in gas and tolls and food and i'd rather just pay yeah now i'm at the point yeah, where it's... i can just mm-hmm. cough up the money and i've got you know twenty thousand extra autographs so i'll just peddle the stuff and take that money and by one go. Bryce Harper, you know. Yeah.
1: So did you did you finish that cover then? Did you get it yet? Yeah. he's okay. ex- exclusive
2: yep. with fanatics and yep. uh my fanatics rep, you know, said two hundred bucks, I'll get it done for you and it's done. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, you don't have to get screamed
2: uh, at. <laughs> a, that's a lot of things. Correct, correct. It's yeah. just zero stress and it's uh it's very carefree that way. So Excellent. let them make more money. It's it's definitely worth worth more than my time.
0: That's crazy. I, I imagine there are ups and downs like that. Um it's wild to hear some of these these stories oh, yeah. about about the hmm. you know the hospitable guys and then the the not so hospitable ones. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Um so Yeah, it's
2: baseball guys are very tough. They make too much money and they think everything's for sale.
0: Ah
1: interesting. Yeah. Ah,
0: okay. Yeah. Baseball's the hmm. hardest, huh?
2: Baseball's pretty tough. They're uh a lot of a lot of prima you know when you're making two to 40 million dollars a year you know you kind of think that you're better than everybody and a lot of guys are good don't get me wrong a lot of guys are good about it and they they appreciate it and they're kind of humble but most of the big stars are very very tough so it's uh it's pretty difficult getting these guys
1: scott speaking of difficult i don't know if this one is this is not an athlete but have you have you got taylor swift's She's a big get right now. Did you get Taylor Swift, <laughs> by any Chance? No, no. I,
2: and I've I've never chased after her either. Thank God, I I, I will never need her. I'll never
1: be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, that's true.
0: Huh? I don't. Well, I don't know. With Travis, You could be
1: with Kelsey now. You never know.
2: Yeah, that would really, really suck. <laughs> it would really suck.
1: <laughs> you could do it, Scott. I'm confident in you. Yes, yeah, I am they, too. They, they
2: put uh, They put they put Beyonce on a cover uh, as a swimsuit cover. They put Meg in the stallion on a cover and i've gotten them both you know when beyonce wasn't as big as she is today she came out with a movie a while back uh, called cadillac and they did a uh they did like a press conference kind of media thing over at macy's and herald square in new york city and uh, you know it was a thousand people outside waiting online and i kind of just worked my way into the paparazzi and, and television camera crew people line and as soon as they got done shooting photographs i just popped out she really had nothing to say because there were cameras rolling and she signed for me and i went on my way and you know pissed a couple security guys off but yeah. I, I really <laughs> don't care so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got my one thing done and i left and uh, cool. Megan making the stallion hosted saturday night live here in the city and uh every tuesday night before saturday night live they always have this one dinner at this one restaurant so i went down there put a couple hours in for someone who i thought would have like big you know rapper type security she was alone with a couple of off-duty cops and she was cooler than all cooler than all hell she was so sweet and uh i really i really thought i'd have a problem with her and The big, a big problem right now is going to be like the rock. I need Dwayne Johnson and Kim Kardashian, like two mega, mega, mega stars. And Mm -hmm. the rock was just in town last night doing Jimmy Fallon. And and, uh, this one girl collector that I know has an amazing photo with him. I don't know how she found him or where she found him, but, uh, she found him, and, uh, and she's got an amazing photo. So, One day I'll be in the right spot at the right time and and hopefully I'll get him too.
0: You'll pull it off. I'm sure. Um, I hope so. I hope so. So Scott, we, we have one final question, but before we do that, I have something kind of fun. Um, The the, you've kind of sparked something here. So I have a friend who's got um, he's got the top 75 NBA rookie cards autographed just about Um, needs MJ and he needs one other player who is like next to impossible. Kawhi Leonard. I know he's been on the cover yep. of Sports Illustrated. What would it take to get his autograph? Is that even possible?
2: You know, it's crazy. Um, I, I thought you were going to say Maravich or, or John Stockton. But, uh, Kawhi <laughs> A living player that's the, playing right now. Yeah, Kawhi uh, and the Clippers were in New York City last week for four days. And all four days he signed. Oh, it's the first I've ever heard of him signing. Uh, although uh, you know, one one day last year I heard he signed a little bit, but um, I saw one kid in New York get one of his cards signed in like a baby blue deco, and it was a, the letter K. That's it. Ah. It was such garbage. Mm. It was disgusting. Mm. So I went in. I, he's on three SIs that I need signed. I put in time uh I, it was actually the night i met megan fox and i got her kind of quickly and easily and then hustled over to the clippers hotel within five minutes Kawhi came out and earlier in the day he said to my friend he's like i'll get you on the way back and true to his word he did sign on the way back
1: okay
2: i got there after that so when he came out to dinner with his mom i said you said you'd sign on the way back he's like i already did mmm So he did not sign for me i was the only one asking i waited about an hour and a half he came back and he ignored me on the way in
0: wow well
2: i think there is i think there is hope that as these guys get older wiser and towards the end of their career i think there may be some hope that they break down and, and eventually do it
0: all right well after we get off the pod i might connect with you and um we'll see what we can come up with for this challenge uh, to get a card signed by him. (laughs) I
2: can't do it for you. I can't do it. (laughs) I need my SIs done. Right, right. There are priorities. I I understand. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's my priority. I
0: totally understand. Excellent. Um, So Scott, one, one final question for you. We ask every guest this question. It's going to be interesting for you because you've met so many sports figures and celebrities over, you know, this period of time. You know, if you could sit down and get uh-huh. a coffee for like an hour or two with any sports figure or celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, uh,
2: it would be uh, out of greediness for me needing their needing their autographs. It would be either <laughs> Tiger or Jordan. Uh or LeBron. Those are the, the three big ones I need, because if I had an hour with someone and would have the time to talk for that long and explain to them, I, I'd almost wear them out with why I need their autograph on the rest of their covers. So if I had the ability to explain to them, I got a little bit of a shot with uh, with LeBron coming up. Uh, only because their head coach darvin ham is like an old friend of mine so i may I may try and hit him up for a little a little bit of help but um I think i can I can talk pretty good so it's a matter of if them if they don't care about the money or the selling aspect of it you know and to let them know that they can personalize every one of them that I put in front of them for my personal collection and those would probably be the three guys that I'd want to sit down with I like it there are yeah those are that's that's probably the answer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so great. it's um it's almost like having a coffee with a purpose. <laughs> you want to sit down and, yeah, for and the get most the part. things done.
1: I like it. Yeah, absolute. absolutely, absolutely. Scott, great. if I can sneak one last question in. I've sure, been thinking sure. about this since since you first started talking. Okay. Has Sports Illustrated reached out to you? Have they done an article on Scott Smith?
2: Um not not on me ideally i'd love them to do something on the history of my collection Yeah, there's just such such turnover there and, and even the ownership group has changed hands three times but uh, i don't think they care about the history of the magazine it's just a job to most of these people but mm. um i've been in the magazine three times uh once like a, a letter to the editor where it wasn't really a letter that i wrote but more so they contacted me they sent a photographer over it was like a a letter to help me obtain Ronald Reagan's autograph, which I got on my own anyway. But um, I helped them uh, twice more. Once with the uh, the 50th anniversary issue, they put like a like a half a page about me and my collection in there. Uh, they put me in their uh, covers book. It's a big coffee table book. There's a whole page on my on me and my collection in that one. And then uh, the SI Jinx is a uh, an old tale, like right? if you become, mm-hmm. if you get on the cover of Sports Illustrated, something goes wrong. So back in, uh, uh, I, I don't remember the date, but there were people there that knew me and they knew that I had a Rolodex. I had been doing all my research for 30 years at the time, let's just say. So I had all the contact information, names, addresses, phone numbers for all of their cover subjects, the fencer, the old baseball, basketball, football players, everyone from the 50s and 60s. I had done research as to where they are in the the country and in the world, and I had their contact information from keeping like a Rolodex. So they wanted to do stories on the SI Jinx. I wouldn't hand over my Rolodex and all my contact information, so they hired me for a day, and gave me two grand. To make phone calls to all of these people, and ask if there was ever anything that went wrong after they appeared on the cover. And I came up with about seven or eight really good stories. And that whole process is inside the SI Jinx issue. It's like a black cat on the cover, but there's a a mention uh, a mention of me in that one also. Ooh
0: yeah it should be a life yeah, goal exactly. to to get on the cover i think hopefully not with the jinx though i mean uh but i can imagine you being <laughs> you being on the cover and you signing that sports illustrated cover would be like you're good yeah, that'd be pretty cool be be you're good cool. you're set you're cool. <laughs> set they've got Watch, to make that happen as the, yeah as <laughs> soon as the
2: cover do. comes out i break my right hand and I can't
0: <laughs> <sign>. <laughs> oh my goodness um i'll
2: find a way i'll find a way <laughs>
0: God, you've been very generous generous with your time. Thank you. Um, if if people want to follow your follow you or, or reach out to you, what's the best way to find you? I, I know I personally love kind of watching your stories, but how can they find you? How can they follow you?
2: They can uh, find my Instagram page. I do a little uh, one one post a day. I try and keep up with one post a day. Um, just type in Scott Smith S I King, and you can find me or. Uh, email is probably the easiest way to get hold of me. You know, I have a website sikingcollection.com, but uh, email address is uh, sikingcollection at aol.com. Uh, I'm all over Facebook and all the autograph groups, so it's uh, it's not hard to find me if they, if they really wanted
0: to. Excellent. Um, well, thank you. I'll continue to follow you, and uh, this is great. Thanks again, Scott. Thanks, My pleasure. Scott. Thanks, Thanks so is, much for the interest. Wonderful all right everyone that was another episode of sports card madness you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, youtube pretty much wherever you get your podcasts if you like this episode please take a few seconds and subscribe wherever you get them and uh, we'll keep them coming thanks everyone